This is an Area Code podcast. This is All Alone, a podcast about life during a pandemic. The following entries were recorded the week of April 19th. This is Kara. This is Becca. Um, the only child in my life right now is my nephew, and it's all digital. Um, he lives, he and my brother and sister-in-law live in Indianapolis, and we've started doing, accidentally, it just kind of happened, but we've started doing playdates with Benjamin, my nephew, <laughs> and it's hilarious because he actually, he'll like play hide and seek with us and hide behind the computer, and he's two and a half. Um, so he's a little kid, but it's just hilarious to see him interacting with us over zoom and, you know, he'll go hide and then he'll, you know, my brother will turn the computer around and he'll freak out and start laughing hysterically or, you know, he'll go run around outside and roll in the grass and it's just really cute. So he's a spark of joy. Hi, my name is Victoria. I am a military spouse currently residing in Stafford, Virginia. I am a mother of six children with one on the way. I know most people are like, oh no, <laughs> but life is really okay. And so my home is made up of myself, my husband, and our six children ranging from ages two to 13, two girls and four boys. So lots of energy in our home and it is something else. And so over the last few weeks, I can say that children have been more present than ever. We normally have our kids in public school and we have one that we homeschool as well as our baby who obviously stays home. And so it's been very interesting to go from having two children at home to having six children at home, 24 hours a day, nonstop from the moment you wake up. Before you wake up, they're there. And after you go to sleep, they are still there. It's basically like summertime, except for there's no outings. And so I can say that we really got thrown for a loop this school year, but God is still good. I don't have any kids in my life right now besides funny Instagram videos. (laughs) And I have mixed feelings about that. I think in some ways I'm really grateful to not be married with children right now because just from a selfish perspective, it's really nice to kind of have control over what I do with my day. And just hearing kind of horror stories of burned out moms who are trying to balance work and homeschooling and having kids stuck inside for weeks at a time, especially in a city without a backyard. But at the same time, that's definitely something at church I would see kids or out and about. Um, So I guess I would say we do have kids in the neighborhood and it's kind of fun to listen to them playing outside. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's annoying because they're screaming while I'm trying to work. (laughs) But And their house isn't very soundproof. But yeah, I think that's something I consider part of life and that has definitely been taken away. So not seeing any kids. So I think that would be adding some levity to life right now and in that way 
or even just getting out of myself. And in that way, that's something it is lacking. I can honestly, honestly say that this time has given me the opportunity to really highlight some things that maybe were going unnoticed, whether it be, man, I have a kid that's really needing a little bit more help with math or reading that I didn't really notice before. Oh my goodness, this child's favorite color is no longer the same, or this child is a little bit more emotional than I realized. And so I believe that this opportunity to be home during the pandemic has given me the opportunity to see things that I normally would just gloss over, assume, okay, they're having a bad day. But the truth is that it could be an area that they've been struggling in. And so I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be more present and to be forced. Sometimes I feel like as moms, you know, we're Sometimes thinking, man, I need some me time. And so since that's completely out the door during this season, I believe that God has really raised my sense of awareness of my children and my family and and what they they need from me as a mom and how can I fill in that gap. I could use a few more nap times if I'm honest, but I'm thankful for the opportunity to get to know them even more. And so there's no complaints here. Tired, but no complaints. But I've also started online dating. So that's been recent and really interesting to talk with people and see what they're doing and how they're spending quarantine. There are a lot of boring people online. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, it's just a way to like, kind of feel like I'm having conversations and Whereas in real life, I might be meeting new people or meeting up with friends. It's a way of like having conversations with people um, and getting to know people. Even if after this is all over, I never end up going out with them. It's been kind of fun. I just like hearing people's stories and getting to know people. Flirting never hurts either. I've also been mostly on Instagram. uh, And like Kara, I tend to delete it. I usually (laughs) download it re-download it every night and then delete it during the day. <laughs> oh, um, and then I also have been on house party, which is hilarious. And it's mainly just been a way to reconnect with old friends from college, which has been just really fun. Uh, we had a really tight knit group of friends in college like 10 years ago. And it hasn't been like super serious conversation or anything, but just like hanging out and laughing has been nice. Sometimes we tend to compare ourselves to other people. I remember the first couple of weeks of the quarantine, seeing all these different videos of moms doing things with their kids, like doing TikToks, uh, or maybe they're creating like the best craft of the year with their kids or they're baking or whatever the thing is that they're doing with their kids. I mean, it really gives off this idea of perfection. And so... As a mother, we already tend to kind of compare ourselves whether we want to or not. And so really knocking down that wall of, hey, these are people's highlight of their day. This is not every day, every moment for them. And really being okay with saying, okay, that's cool. And then moving on and not taking it personal. My closest friends in Boston are my roommates. So I am a lucky girl. I'm really thankful for them. They've taken really good care of me in my work and driving me to and from work, which 
I did not and have not asked for. They just keep doing it. So <laughs> I'm incredibly thankful um, for that. It's been a big blessing. Um, I agree with Becca. Definitely my closest friends in Boston I live with. And so that's been really nice. Even though we're driving each other a little bit crazy, I feel like we've gotten along surprisingly well for being stuck at home 24-7 for the past, like, six weeks, basically. So that's been really good. We've tried to be intentional about spending time together at least once a week and making a meal together or making cocktails or just doing something more intentional instead of passively living together. Mm-hmm. So that's been really nice. And kind of Becca being a nurse, I think, gives us some sort of purpose of like all working together to like help her out or at least just be thinking outside of ourselves for the hospital in greater Boston. I have two friends that are particularly close. Um, and to be honest, their relationships are pretty um, new, no more than a year. And over these last few weeks, it's been interesting to see how the relationships have grown or changed in different ways. I feel like I've seen a decrease in communication as much as I will hope to communicate. The truth is my hands are tied. And so really trying to figure out a way to be very intentional about my friendships, even though I can't be present or I'm really busy, or maybe my child is holding my phone when they call. How do I make sure people around me aren't feeling rejected when I'm knee deep in kid stuff? I've had the chance to see a couple of my friends in person under masks, and it's just been very different, the tone, because we want to see each other longer. We want to talk longer, but the reality is we're trying to all keep our family safe at as well. We've had some people, even in our church, lose people due to COVID, sending the flowers, sending the chocolates or whatever it is that you can send to help people still feel loved. And like, there's no separation in the heart, even though there's a separation as far as how we can get together. I would say for me, the thing that's different, most different is definitely church community. And just like the way that I did community before this, we have a really tight-knit group of friends and just, you know, sitting on somebody's couch or on somebody's bed and chatting and catching up or, you know, physically going to church and helping with the kids or being at the Welcome Center and shaking hands. You know, those are all things that are that seem kind of trivial and yet they actually are wildly displacing to not have. One thing I can really say is I didn't realize how much being in the role of a pastor's wife was important for me and how much leading in worship was a part of my identity. But suddenly having all those things ripped away made me realize, wow, like these are things that 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 matter to me. These are things that I lean on. I look forward to the Sunday mornings. I look forward to the Thursday night small group or the Tuesday night choir practice. I'm realizing I'm not sure when those things will happen again. And so I have to say there's been moments of sadness where 
I'm wondering, hey, when will we get to do those things again? But I'm always able to balance it with God. What are you trying to teach me during this season? What are just like with my children? God, help me to see things that maybe I was unable to see before about my character, about my leadership, about just who you are so that my identity isn't so wrapped up in those things. Help me to remain steady. I am really thankful, honestly, to part of being able to go to work and work in the hospital is that I do still have like physical contact with people because it's my job. Like I have to touch my patients. So there is like some sense of normalcy in that. Um, just physically giving a hand squeeze to somebody who's, you know, fearful or distressed and taking blood pressure or whatever, you know, simple things. Getting the stimulus check was a huge blessing for us. Again, we're a pretty significant size family. So it gave us the opportunity to do the things that we knew that we needed to do to take care of some bills that needed to be taken care of and even to put some money aside so that if anything like this ever happened again, we would be prepared. And so it was great to be able to do that. I'm just thankful for all of this and its own weird, strange, ironic, crazy, scary way. It's given us the opportunity to do things a little differently and to be intentional about our children, about our finances, about our friendships, and even about the way we see ourselves. And I have to be honest, I think that I'm going to learn so much more from this season than I would have just trudging along that I think we're gonna be okay. All Alone is created and hosted by me, Morgan Lee. It's produced by Richard Clark, Sarah Cameron, and myself. All Alone is a useful group podcast. For more information or to join us, please send us an email at coronavirusdiaries at gmail.com. To stay updated about this project, please visit us on social media. We're at All Alone Pod on Instagram and Twitter. This is an area code podcast.